0: Good morning and welcome to Breakfast. Delivery platform riders encounter a host of challenges with high costs being a primary concern. Given the ongoing high motorcycle COE premiums, which have surged to over $10,000, owning a motorbike can be impractical. For delivery riders who genuinely require two wheels, renting has emerged as a viable alternative. Excitingly, there is a new option on the horizon, an e-motorbike subscription model. This innovative approach comes from an electric motorcycle manufacturer, the first Singaporean brand to roll its vehicles onto Indonesia's roads. Their grand vision, to sell 10 million electric motorcycles or e-motors across Southeast Asia in the next decade, with plans to launch in Singapore at the end of 2023. To tell us more about its plans and what riders can expect, especially its pricing plans, let's welcome Joel Chang, co-founder of Charged Asia. Hi Joel, Thanks for joining us from Indonesia.
1: Thanks for having me, Lynn. Good morning. So happy to be back, uh, at least in voice and spirit.
0: <laughs> welcome. Welcome to Breakfast. Now, I know you're headquartered in Singapore and you've chosen Indonesia to launch your business. Uh, talk us through that decision. I'm sure it's a strategic one.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, a lot of people will tell you that it's the second or third largest market in the world mm-hmm. for motorcycles, $120 million of them, combustion bikes, ready for transition adoption. But I will tell you a slightly different story, which is about impact. You know, you're looking at not just Indonesia, but 700 million people in Southeast Asia that are all mostly powered by combustion motorcycles. Mm-hmm. You know, it's close to two to 300 million of them. Mm-hmm. So Indonesia is really the best launch base into this entire region. And um, the biggest impact, whether it's for air pollution, I'm sure you've heard recently that Jakarta was infamously rated one of the most polluted cities in the world. So, you know, as an impact company, we have to go where we can make the biggest impact in short.
0: So can you share your strategy for launching the company so quickly after establishing it only in March last year?
1: Well, it's actually very simple. Being an impact company, we need to bring whatever value we can as soon as possible. Look, Lin, I mean, sadly speaking, you know, the world is on fire and our people are choking, literally, Mm. right? We're not talking about a faraway place. Singaporeans, we know what haze is already, right? We've lived through it. Uh, Thankfully it's not happening every year, but our neighbors, our friends in our neighboring cities, they live through this every single day. So we have to move fast. And our strategy, frankly speaking, is simple. It's we integrate, we amalgamate, we find the best technology around the world and we bring it together locally. And in this case, starting in Indonesia to scale fast. And whether you're talking about hardware, software technology, factory technology, equipment, people, you know, we just bring it all together. Because it's not about reinventing a wheel. It's bringing together the best parts of a wheel around the world in order to launch fast.
0: In a region where gas-powered vehicles dominate, how important is your mission to combat air pollution through electric motorcycles?
1: Well, you know, 7 million people still die from air pollution every year. And a lot of those people suffer this premature death in Southeast Asia. The worst thing is with combustion motorcycles, it's not not only they're the dominant form, they are the necessity. There is no MRT, there is no public bus like Singapore and the rest of the region that can be accessible to 90% of the population, right? And the worst part about air pollution is curbside pollution with regards to combustion motorcycles because it affects the cities and where most people live. Most of our people in in, in our region live in cities, right? And Mm -hmm. that's where the motorcycle is. And that's where they spew the air pollution that harms our health immediately.
0: So your motorcycles, tell us more about how they are different in terms of ownership and rental options.
1: Well, we basically believe in an omni-channel approach. What that means is that, it's hard enough. You have to understand the vehicle, even a motorcycle to most people in Southeast Asia, is the probably the biggest asset they'll ever own in their life and in their family's life, in fact. So we have to enable the ease of ownership, adoption, and that's where we bring in subscription. So we even have subscription to own. So that's where you start subscribing and then you own it. And this essentially means that it's easy for anybody off the street. If they want to get into electric mobility, they can. There's so many options that's available to them with subscription.
0: Okay, this subscription model, what kind of impact are we seeing to delivery riders in terms of their work and livelihoods?
1: Well, stability and consistency of costs for them is the most important when you are working on your bike, not working not going to work on your bike, right? Working mm. on your bike. That's where you live. You you basically live and your family's livelihood is based on that. And knowing exactly what your cost is going to be. For example, not being predicated by the, the sudden increase in petrol, by the increase in maintenance, right? That's how subscription delivers because it's a one price per day, per week, per month, per year fee that is fixed. And the only flexible order that, that is not variable is basically the electricity cost, which is, extremely stable as well throughout Southeast Asia.
0: We have been in conversation with Joel Chang, co-founder of Charged Asia. Joel, we understand that uh, you've announced uh, raising up to $40 million of growth capital from SGX listed, Joe Energy. So with this recent funding, what kind of uh, growth initiatives do you plan to pursue?
1: Well, scaling electric mobility is not about beating your competitors. It's not even beating the quote-unquote enemy, which is the combustion motorcycles. No, it's not. It's about changing hearts and minds. It's about showing the normal man on the street that there is a better way to move. There's a better way to earn his living. There's a cleaner way. And that takes a lot of effort, not just on the financial resources, but also on people. Scaling out and deploying you know, experiential centers, uh, scaling and deploying trial vehicles for pe- more people to try it. It's famous all around the world, even for electric cars, electric buses. Once you go there, you never go back. But getting in there is difficult because mm-hmm. the technology is just more expensive than a hundred-year-old combustion technology. So what this money will help us to do is really to scale in Indonesia as well as the region. As you know, we are planning to launch in, back in Singapore, and we already have vehicles all around Southeast Asia planning to launch.
0: Speaking of which, uh, on a related note, Grab, the same to be purchasing some of Foodpanda's business in Asia. Does this impact your Singapore launch plans for uh, later this year? And how do you envision your e-motorcycles benefiting delivery and logistics businesses and riders in Singapore?
1: Well, I can... Share that we are really talking with our partner in Mm -hmm. Singapore to many of these delivery career partners as well. And they are extremely excited at adopting electric motorcycles in India for Mm -hmm. their riders and their business. And with our experience in Indonesia, you know, our number one customer are ride-hailing companies like Grab, like Gojek. And they love our service so much. So we are extremely confident that even in Singapore, they will see the benefits of adopting our vehicles. Just to add regarding this acquisition, we think it is a good thing. Consolidation in the industry is required in order to bring additional efficiencies and economies of scale. And that's what electric motorcycles are. They are exercised in efficiency. They are the most efficient vehicle invented and still known to man.
0: Okay, but uh, in terms of your operations or your plans for operations in Singapore... What about charging infrastructure?
1: Well, an electric motorcycle, at the first principle, technical level, doesn't require any charging infrastructure because Mm. the batteries are small and you can charge them like a laptop, you know, through the wall, through the wall plug anywhere. However, for Singapore, we have adopted together with LTA some innovative uh, methods to enable higher safety and higher efficiency for even the recharging of vehicles. And we're talking about basically battery swapping and Mm. even some fast charging architecture with uh, using the current car. Architecture, car charging architecture, because mm-hmm. it's already there, mm-hmm. and Singapore is one of the leaders building out this infrastructure. So again, we are omni-channel in that we will enable our vehicles to be able to charge within the rule of law, within the rule of regulation, the easiest and fastest way possible.
0: Charging aside, even before then, given the high cost of vehicle ownership in Singapore, how do you plan to help delivery and logistics riders transition to electric motorbikes and capture market share?
1: Thanks, Ling. Thanks, Mm Ling, for the very good Mm -hmm. questions. If I just may add one point about Singapore, I just want to remind our fellow Singaporeans about one thing. Singapore is the mobility capital of the world. Let this sink in a little bit. What am I talking about? And not just for the last 10 years, for the last 100 years, perhaps. Singapore has been the number one of the number one, one of the top marine ports of the world. Singapore is one of the top aviation hubs of the world. Singapore, with our public transport infrastructure, shows that we are beacon of public mobility in the world as well. And with our entire tax COE structure of vehicles, we are also showing leadership in cars and buses. Where we are lacking is in motorcycles. To be clear, our border with Malaysia is one of the most used human borders in the world. The Mm. North Americans like to talk about Tijuana and San Diego. I challenge to say that our Johor-Singapore border moves more people every day (laughs) than any other land border in the world. It certainly looks like it, yes. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And what does this land border move because the most? Motorcycles. And unfortunately, not through their choice, our Malaysian friends are exporting huge amounts of pollution, mm. motorcycle pollution, to our little island every single day. Mm. We have to fix this. And we have all the tools at our disposal to fix this. And we can. So where we must start is pivoting to your question is that how do we help delivery logistics riders? Now, 50,000 Malaysian motorcycle riders enter Singapore to work in our service industry, to power our economy, Mm -hmm. right? And then we have another, I don't know how many tens of thousands of bikes in Singapore being the backbone, the vein of whether it's food deliveries, career deliveries, sending mails, powering our Singapore economy. How do we decarbonize it and bring it to the next level? This is what we want to do with our subscription model as well. Our subscription model, we feel with electric vehicles paired together, is efficient and extremely affordable too.
0: Very exciting plans. We're going to have to leave it there, Joel. Thank you so much for your time today. Pleasure listening to you and your plans. Thanks so much. Joel Chung, there, co-founder sure. of Charged Asia. You've been listening to Money FM 89.3.